you're listening to Q Marriage Mentors with Jeff Lutz, a podcast featuring conversations with remarkable lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender couples. What makes great relationships work? Jeff will ask the questions. You'll hear the answers. Together, we'll learn. You know, I love the stories of couples who meet when they are younger and then reconnect and commit to each other many years later. In this episode, Lynn Wainan, a retired video producer and musician, and Marilyn Buckner, a retired teacher and principal, share their story. Lynn and Marilyn have been together 21 years and live in Coopville, Washington. I began our conversation the way I usually do, by asking how they met. Back in 1973, we were in music education classes, uh, teacher education classes at the University of Texas. Mm -hmm. And um, And it was my first semester there. Marilyn had been there the whole time, but I was was one of those people that transferred around schools. So this was my third college to try to get out of. (laughs) Some of us do it at once, not so much. But Lynn's sister was in the University of Texas as long as I had been, and we had been friends along. And she kept talking about this amazing sister of hers. And at one point she said, my sister's coming, my, my sister's, sister's coming. coming to UT. And thus it began. <laughs> well, so, so, so Marilyn was expecting to meet me and, and we met uh, actually out on the sidewalk right before a, a class. And we shared that class and um, she kind of had me at, do you want to share my tea? She would always bring in this big vat of tea. So we, <laughs> we became instant best friends. Excuse me. Sweet tea. Oh, okay, because it okay. was Southern. Well, that's okay. redundant. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had that class together. We became instant best friends immediately started hanging out together all the time. And, and, um, and I, I was 20, I was 23. Marilyn was 21. And I didn't know, um, I wasn't out yet and she wasn't, um, was way not, <laughs> she wasn't gay yet. And so it was, uh, <laughs> I just hadn't, I just hadn't identified it yet, but it was right. there. It right. turns out <laughs> we were very intrigued with each other and, and just couldn't keep enough company, you know? So, so what happened next? Well, we, we were friends, um, for in college for another year and a half. And then in uh, 74, Marilyn got married uh, to one of her husbands. And <laughs> I just had to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, I, I did what I thought you were supposed to do. I yeah. grew up a good Baptist girl and, you know, I had my training had and um, the script. I was trying to follow the script and mm-hmm. um, discovered that that wasn't, working for me. It took about 20 years to figure, to figure out that wasn't, that wasn't it. And I went off and started my, um, we, well, Marilyn left, they, she went to California and spent a few years there because that husband was in grad school. And then she came back and we, uh, and then I had, and during that time she was away, I also went away to South Carolina and did grad school we came back to Texas in the early 80s, and she got married to a mutual friend of ours, and um, was or a, remarried. 
And uh, he was a sweet guy. He was a nice guy. Very nice and, you guy. Know, no, there were no but he was horrific things. Yeah, so. but he was the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but we, we maintained our friendship all during that time, um, really tethered at the heart. Uh, saw each other every now and then we'd feel something going on with the other and reach out and sure enough, you know, there'd be something. And, and so, um, so that about 20 years later in our mid forties, Marilyn, um, I was on the, the very, very downside, downside of a relationship. And, um, and Marilyn's marriage had, had kind of gone about as far south as it, as it could have. And, um, and so we met in Houston, uh, where I was living and, um, and had dinner and, um, and, and that started a, uh, a wonderful new connection with us. And, um, one that we, carried on and did not want to let go of. And then, and that's when it turned romantic. So it was, it was one of those things that Lynn took my hand and I knew it. I mean, it's like the, the fairies and the rainbows and the, you know, and I just knew it, that this was for good. I was without any doubt because I had known her so long as a friend. And we always say, you know, everybody should do that because we knew each other's warts way before so uh, by the time we got to the romantic part um, a lot of that other work was already done (laughs) wow so 20 years later what's it like to fall in love in your 40s oh it's the best oh my gosh we totally recommend it everybody should do that you're 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 yourself you're I mean you're finally on your own feet you're not trying to be somebody that everybody wants you to be you uh you don't I, you know, I, I didn't feel pressured by anybody, uh, you know, that whole thing dance like some, like no one's looking, you know, we could finally love like nobody was looking and, um, or cared or got to vote. It was just, <laughs> it was just great. Just great. Uh, Marilyn, you had gotten out of your marriage and Lynn, you were getting out of a relationship and you reconnected after all these years. As dating continued, how did you know, was there a moment in which you both knew, yes, I'm going to really work hard to make this be long-term? I was flying out from Houston, and Lynn came back. That was in the day when you could see somebody off at the airport. And so we were sitting there, and we were talking, and I knew I just didn't want to leave. I didn't want to let go of her. And it was just, it was a certainty. I just, I've never felt that way. Um, and, and like I said, I, I was married twice to perfectly nice people, <laughs> but I, but this was just a different, it was a knowing about who I was deep inside. And I wish I could explain how it happened, but it just did. And Lynn, how about for you? Well, I had always had this amazing sweet spot for Marilyn and um and and I knew that um who she was was exactly who I needed and wanted and I never felt so um visible 
to anyone ever before then. Like, like Marilyn could really see me and I could really show her all of me, unafraid. So 21 years is a long time. What stands out as the highlights of your time together so far? Um, well, of course, one of the highlights was the day that marriage became legal. We happened to be in Tahoe during that little period of time that California said, okay, you can get married. And just before they said, oh, no, you can't get married. So we were able to do that. And we just did this little kind of on the, on the fly little ceremony. Um, we, oh, legal. We, yeah. It was legal. We've had a marriage efficient. We went and got some uh, flowers and tiramisu cake at, at, at the grocery store. <laughs> and, and the license. And, Don't forget oh, the license. The license. <laughs> <laughs> at, the, at the Justice of the Peace. Because we right. had had a commitment ceremony um, in, yeah. in California already. Back in 2003. So, And I love that for, for gay relationships, it's when did you get married? Well, which time? Yeah. You know, yeah. and... And I so told we, Lynn, I said, I want to get married in every state that makes it legal. So it's at least one of them can't, you know, turn around and decide, <laughs> no, you can't be married here. Mindful of that, we um, we waited to have our spiritual uh, ceremony um, until our first anniversary of, of being together came on a Saturday. <laughs> so we had already been together five years when we had that. And, um, and then we just, we had to take what we got when we were in Tahoe. We I'm, were, I'm not so good with dates and stuff. So we have to plan these things around times that I can remember. <laughs> Tell me about, um, family. Um, we, first of all, we've been very involved in each other's families. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of look at that as a plus of our of our relationship is that we have been able to do that and be, be our own people in, you know, not just, I wasn't just Marilyn's wife and Marilyn wasn't just my wife in, uh, you know, in our relationships. Um, my, my own mother rejected the idea of, uh, of me being gay for, uh, God, a decade or, or at least. And, um, and then when I was with Marilyn, it was okay. <laughs> ah. and, that's, and that's when I realized that we realized that it was because she just wanted me to be happy. And with Marilyn, she could see that I was. And, and for my part, both of my, well, my mother had passed just before this event in Houston well, just came before, to be. Yeah. So um, we got together. And but I always she loved Lynn. She knew Lynn from college and <laughs> always and she I ran across a card that she had sent to me. And it was I must have told her at some point that Lynn and I had connected with the phone call or something. And she said, I'm so glad that you have Lynn in your life. And it was so funny. To me that was kind of like a tacit it's okay. Approval. Yeah. Um, and and then my father um, lived about 10 years at, past that. And we never went totally there. He, But I think he knew. Oh, he and, knew. 
He and knew. He knew. And um, he knew, but he was he was the kind he was trying to be a good Baptist and, yeah. and he had boxes to check off, you know. And so so he wanted he wanted to know if there were labels that he needed to make and 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 judge. <laughs> so it was one Marilyn of, got him every time. On his deathbed, yeah. um, I had gone to him and my brother was there, and we knew that this was gonna be the end of his life. And um, he said, where's Lynn? <laughs> and Lynn had driven up from Austin and came and stood back behind me. And he said, oh, okay. And I could tell he realized I was going to be all right. And it was be- by virtue of how he loved Lynn. And so it, it was kind of, there was no grand coming out. But I don't think there are any secrets either. Just a gradual acceptance and... Um and and it, it was like I had to prove myself to him, and uh, and apparently I did. did. So <laughs> so he let me take the car out of the garage and back it out of the driveway from then on. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Are there are there siblings that are part of your life? Um, my my brother. Um, it's interesting because my dad was figuring out what was going on with Lynn and me, and he said. So he called my brother and he said, what do you think about this thing with Lynn and Marilyn? Now, my brother's 14 years older than I am. And, and they're not really in each other's we're lives. We're more like uncles and aunts than, than yeah. siblings. But my brother, God bless him, said, Marilyn is happier than I've ever seen her. So I'm, I'm good. If it's good for her, it's good for me. And I thought, what a gift. Yeah. I mean, that was such a gift. That says a lot that so many people could see the two of you together and just see the happiness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I have a, a brother that's a year older, and I have a sister that's a year and a half younger, the one that introduced us to each other, of course. And, um, and she, she is also um, a lesbian. And so my, my poor mother had <laughs> double duty to <laughs> get over that. And, and, um, and my brother, of course, it would turn out is... Um, is uh, quite the conservative um, um, other end of the spectrum. Per, yeah. The other end of the spectrum. So I know he has, I know he loves us and I know that he has a lot of conflict in his head about how he's supposed to feel and whatnot, you know, but um, I think it's the love that keeps winning out. And again, Marilyn gets to, you know, Marilyn was always her own person in our family. And when my mother, I mean, she, she had an honest relationship with my mother on her own. You know, the two of them could go shopping. They could cook in the kitchen. They could wrap presents. They could do all that stuff. And, um, and it was, she was just a member of the family. And so when, um, you know, that really figured in when my mom was dying and, um, and Marilyn was taking care of the dog at the house and coming up and, and, you know, it was, it was all very, um, it was just family. It was good. It's yeah. What you it, do. Was, it was just family. You so, you know, fortunately we had reached that point. What's been the glue that's kept you together through the years? Probably a sense of humor and our and trust. Yes. And trust. humor and trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, honesty. If if we run up against something, relationships, you have those moments. And sometimes it's big things and sometimes it's small things. But especially when there are a lot of small things that seem to be happening, at some point you stop and go, what is going on? Yeah. Well, why are we 
nipping at each other? Why are we? And then Lynn is really good at digging down and saying, I think it's maybe this or that. And that's lots of therapy. And so there's a lot of communication around that. Yeah. Lynn is at a lot of therapy. So she got to pay for, I get the benefit of some of that. But I think that's really so important. Um, And I know that I can be honest with her. And in fact, sometimes that's just when you go, Oh, and, and, and it just, that solves whatever the issue is. And, and early, earlier in our, in our relationship building, we were enlightened by a phrase, this wonderful phrase by, I can't remember who, but God bless them. They said, some things about your partner are just the price of admission. And it made so much sense. And it continues to be like, okay, you're right. <laughs> like, yeah, like she's going to do it that way every time. And I can either just change it and not mention it. Or, or just I'm, get over it. There's no point in making a big deal about something that's just part of who we are. Yeah. Um, Lynn likes the sheets put on the bed a certain way, and I never <laughs> put them on the right way. And I'll look at it, and I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And Lynn comes in and goes, and I can tell by the look. It's like, <laughs> it's too much. And um, But so, stuff like that's not important, you know. And it, and it so it helps us to to remember the important things, you know, and that's when the humor comes in. If you can, if you can take little stuff like that and laugh about it, then you're, you're home free. That, yeah. That can be a real tension breaker. And, and when you can kind of say, Oh yeah, that's you. And yeah. that's who you are. Uh, but I said, we, on the big things, we are pretty much in agreement. We're, we're very much aligned. Um, about how we relate, we relate to people, our spirituality, um, a lot our, of those big challenges. Our values, our priorities, we, they're, we're very much alike that way. But very the little things way. about the sheet, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a psychologist named Dan Wiley who's also a relationship educator internationally. And I'm paraphrasing, but he basically says, there's value in realizing that when you accept a life partner, you're also adopting a set of issues that you'll be grappling with for the next five, 10, or 20 years. <laughs> 21. I believe, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah, that's a very good observation. It's really funny, and it's funny when, when I can see something starting with Lynn and different things that she'll be doing around the house or something. I think, okay, somewhere I've gone over the line, you know, <laughs> you try to figure out, okay, what just is it? I'm just trying to work something yeah. out on my own, you know, but, but it is, it's that, that thing of knowing how much I love her and that nothing can come can get in the way of that. One of the things, I mean, we very much like to grow together and, um, and we have explored a lot of, um, oh gosh, a lot of uh, faith things, spiritual stuff, you know, and um, and we've we've been able to do that side by side, and so it 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 tells me that we just we we sort of have this mutual sense of adventure, and at the same time, this um, this acceptance of well, that's just life, you know, and 
so we just take it as it comes. Well, and, and I, I have MS, mm-hmm. have had it. I've been diagnosed since um, 1989. Yeah, long before we and were And so couple. that has become also an, an unwelcome partner in our relationship. But so well, we've had to learn to modify some of the things that we do around that. And Lynn is so kind about that. Well, we had to learn to welcome it. And so it, you know, and that was, that was how it stopped guiding or pushing Mm -hmm. the relationship, you know, is, is just, okay, you can be here too. And, um, and then it's, you know, it's just something else you take care of like a cat. So (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned kindness. Tell me the importance of kindness Mm -hmm. in your relationship. That's a big deal for me. Marilyn always says, no extra charge for kindness, and, uh, and I, it makes me laugh, and it makes me remember, oh, yeah, you know, you're right, that um, there's no points that you get for, um, for having the cleverest retort, but you get a lot more points internally if, you, um, if you're kind, and it goes with forgiveness and uh, understanding. That's just been a... a- that's kind of a mantra for me. I think the world would be such a nicer place if people could just be kind to one another. Um, yeah. And so. I think I that's the elementary school I wasn't, person Yeah, I was an elementary school person. <laughs> <laughs> now children, be nap, kind. Nap time is good. So, <laughs> so it's made a, it makes a difference in, in how we deal with each other. Well, in doing my research, I understand that birth order and sibling roles had a part in your all's relationship. Can you tell me more about that? Well, could I just say I was the baby and she was the princess. And because there was 14 (laughs) years, my parents basically raised two only children. Um, And so as Lynn says, I think everything belongs to me. Well, and and I, on the other hand, am sandwiched between uh, an older sibling and a younger sibling and and we are so tight 13 months and then 18 months that I think we went through all our stages almost together if not just continually you know my poor mother and um and so I am very classically the middle child you know (laughs) always in competition with the oldest one never was male and never gets enough credit and as always um always wanting to um, have my own space, you know, the way, the way I grew up, it was, this will be your brother's room and this will be the girls and this will be the musical instrument for your brother. And this will be for the girls. So I had to share everything with my sister and I don't know. And that's not a negative. I mean, it's just, it's just how how it was. And I don't think that we ever really, separately thought of ourselves as individuals until maybe we got to college, you know, that's crazy. So Marilyn is, um, I didn't she doesn't with anybody. No, <laughs> <laughs> I had my own room. I had my own closet. Yeah. Closet. Right. Right. She's like, what am I in your way? <laughs> I'm just like, this is, this is my half of this, of the countertop. And this is your half. <laughs> so how have you coped with those differences? Oh. We're still working on it. Well, we laugh about them a lot, and um, and we remember we remember that that's what they are. Is just 
differences in how we were raised. But And that's where the kindness thing kind of enters yeah. in. When I realized that my half of the closet is becoming like <laughs> burgeoning <laughs> eight the- nights of the closet, um, <laughs> you know, I that I try to back off from that. Or Lynn gently or not so gently says, would you get that stuff out of the closet? But, um, and that really is who she is. I, and that has just played its way out in that, you know, that's therapy one oh whatever that is. Maybe we're even moving into um, cherishing those differences, you know? Tell me more about that. Oh, gosh. Marilyn, um, Marilyn volunteers. Well, first of all, we live on an island that if you're not volunteering at least one or two places, you're not living. Marilyn volunteers with the hospice group and also in, in the administration. And she also volunteers on the board of uh, the local professional orchestra. And, um, and at first I was, um, I was like, well, why didn't they ask me to do that? And <laughs> it was, it quickly became very clear why. And, um, <laughs> and, and she is, she's so much a calmer and, and, uh, and more resilient about just uh, sitting on a long-term situation with people like that. You know, I get in something like that and I want, and I volunteered for the, uh, for this 92, 93 year old schooner that, uh, that we've shipped, that we've restored and are making a public resource, you know, and, um, and I, I'm always coming home from those meetings wanting to tear my hair out. So I learn a lot from Marilyn, who is just kind of nonplussed. You know, she sits, she does what she can do, and um, and it is a bigger group. And so, you know, I learn how to just be calm about stuff. And I learn a lot about that approach versus you know, my own impatience. And so it also informs me of my, uh, of, of a shortcoming and, and maybe how to, how to, that I want to address it. You know, you allow the other to influence you in a positive way. Yeah. We, that That's, yeah, that's a short way of saying it. And I think one thing that's hard because we are so aligned with the big issues um, you know, that word enmeshed <laughs> and part of the challenge, I think, is saying, how do I go out and be myself um, and Lynn to go out and do her things when we're just we're really comfortable doing things together? Yeah. And I, I really think that's a, a challenge. To but it sounds like you've worked on it a lot. I think we, we have. We continue to. I need to go to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. Oh, come on. Come to the gym. Okay, I won't go to the gym. You know, it's <laughs> you just, know that whole thing. Um, the, That's part of our package of challenges we'll be working on for the rest of our lives, but probably. The, the average age on this island is older than 60 normal. something. Mm-hmm. And so you see people losing their partners or their husbands or wives of 65 years or 70, and seeing how that other person um, copes beyond that. And knowing that there is life beyond that. And I think that's kind of opened my eyes to realizing that I need to stay in touch with who I am, uh, separate and apart from who we are. And that's hard. That's hard to do. I see. And, you know, we're almost out of time, but 
What would you tell younger LGBTQ couples who are just getting started? What golden nuggets would you give them about making relationships healthy and strong? I would say to the best of your ability, be yourself and be true to yourself and expect and hope that the other one will too. And you need to allow for that. You need to allow that other person to be themselves because it's what you want. And I think the best, the best hope is that you can give that to each other and that that will allow space for love to grow and compatibility and um, all the all the little stuff, as Marilyn says, you know, will fall into place. You kind of alluded to this before, or more specifically alluded to, is it that you can't change that person. So don't get with somebody thinking, oh, I can make them this way, yeah. or you know, I can save them from their self themselves because the only person you can save is you. So it's um, that I think is part of it. And the more you try to do that, the more you just beat your head against the wall. Um, Marilyn, so. Lynn, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. It's been wonderful to talk to both of you. Thank you. You too, Jeff. Jeff. Thank you. Do you know any LGBT couples with interesting stories and wisdom to share on the show? Jeff would love to meet them. So please contact him through the website at qmarriagementors.com. Until next time, thanks for listening and have a great week.